Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, Tim Wright here, as always, along with Dr. Michael Gurian, and uh, we're excited to be with you today for a new podcast, the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a new episode, I should say, and this is a little different for us. We are actually looking at each other for the first time in three years doing this podcast, so uh, I think we both agree we've got the faces for podcasting. Ah, <laughs> yes, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, although our wives seem to like them. Uh, they've, they've weathered with age, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really good, Michael, to have you with us as always. And um, today we've got a, a great topic. This comes from our Facebook group, uh, which every week is just growing, which is fantastic. And um, this is about a needy son. And so before we dive into the question today, Michael, why don't you tell us a bit about the Forge School? Okay, one of our sponsors. And also, I do want to thank Tim. It's great to be here with you. So thank you for being here. None of this would happen without without you. People don't know that, but it's Tim Wright who drives this. He's the master. Okay, so the Ford School um, is a is a wonderful school. It's residential treatment uh, for for boys fourteen to seventeen. It's in uh, rural Tennessee, very beautiful on a river. Great facility and great staff. So um, and they're boy friendly, and I consult with them, and they use the strategies, and they really um, really do a great job. So. On wonderparenting.com, you'll see the Forge School link. If anyone listening knows of a 14 to 17-year-old who needs help, uh, look at the Forge School. And then we also want to thank our longtime sponsor, Dr. Greg Jantz, and uh, the great folks up there in the Seattle area. And uh, it's the center of place of hope. And we appreciate so much Greg's support. Uh, he's been a good advocate for boys and girls, but also for the well-being of people. And his clinic is one of the best in the country for helping people deal with some of those really deep issues. Uh, so it's the Center of Place of Hope. You can find them on wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. Also want to remind you now uh, that we have this Facebook group page called Wonder of Parenting. You just go to uh, Facebook, you do a little search of Wonder of Parenting, you hit join. And as soon as I see that, I let you in. And uh, every week we're, we're gaining new families. And one of the things that we hope to do here in the new future with this new platform we're using is every once in a while, just do a live stream for you on that Facebook group page. So you want to get onto that Facebook group page, wonderparenting.com and, uh, or wonder of parenting on Facebook. And we'll make sure we add you to the list. And in a week or two, we'll, tr we'll try a little experiment and we'll go live and uh, do a little free podcast for you. Uh, Michael, this question does come from our Wonder of Parenting page on Facebook, and uh, this is from a dad, which is great. We've increasingly seen a number of dads joining the group now, and here's what he says. Hey, everyone, newbie here. My wife and I have two boys, ages three and five. He's our current struggle, LOL. Or here's our current struggle, I should say. Yeah, should put my glasses on. Uh, our youngest has this weird, needy attitude. He would get mad and cry and ask for mommy or whatever. Then mommy would go to him and he would try to run away. 
or any way to ignore mom. Then when mommy walks away, he screams for her to come back. And he's a light sleeper, and he would wake around 12 or 1 a.m., walk over and cry for mommy, and he would repeat the same behavior where we would wake up and spend about 15 to 20 minutes to calm him down. We just don't understand this behavior. Any suggestions on how to handle this? Uh, sounds like a family in desperate need of some sleep, <laughs> Michael. So yeah. uh, I'm sure they are excited to hear maybe some of your initial thoughts, and then we can dig from there. Okay. Uh, well, yes, thank you. Thanks for writing in. Um, I, I I see a number of things here, a number of possibilities. Um, it could all be within the range of normal. That's the first thing to say is that this behavior can be kind of an attachment phase, an attachment separation phase. It specifically could be focused on mom. And so there could be something going on with mom and the child feeling he's not getting attention from mom. And, you know, right. those those can be normal attachment things. And, and later people may say he went through a phase. So uh, could be that. At the same time, uh, it is interesting to me that I mean, it seems it seems possible that he's moving into a kind a bit of an anxiety direction. Mm. Um, mm. He's really young, though, three. So I want to reiterate, could all be a normal passing phase. Um, at the same time, he's waking up. So he may be having nightmares or maybe something that wakes him up. It could be anxiety related to the attachment, you know, something there going on. It could be nightmares. Um, uh, so. That, that kind of got me to thinking about anxiety and then um, and then the just the whole email got me wondering about it because when we when we look at something like this um, we kind of look for three things you know we look at okay is there um, a, a brain disorder anxiety disorder is there a budding disorder that's congenital you know that gets triggered and it's uh we've talked about it before how these things mm -hmm. are congenital and they get triggered um in and with him you know maybe in the anxiety line then we also look at tr trauma we go hmm you know is he he's having these severe reactions has he been traumatized in some way right there's no indication in this email that he has but that's a second thing we would look at and then the third thing we would look at is the attachment phase so um i i, I think it's possible that he's he is does have anxiety and it would be neat for them to try to figure out why um, that, you know, might be about going to the pediatrician, because one of the things I'm going to suggest, he asked for suggestions is to talk to the pediatrician about a possibility and the pos one of two possibilities. One possibility would be for them, the child to sleep with them for a while. Mm. Um, you know, that might to experiment to see if that curtails his need to call, to wake up and call out. Right, because if he's sleeping right next to them for say a month, you know, maybe try this for a month. The other possibility, um, and again, have to talk to the pediatrician who knows this child, right, to see if any of this works uh, for the family. The other possibility is okay, if they're not going to have him sleep with them, then don't respond. You know, he wakes up and mm. see if he goes back to sleep. Uh, if they don't respond. And that, of course, will be difficult if he's in the same bedroom with the brother. That would be difficult if he's not uh, or if they can have him go to sleep somewhere else for a, for a week or two to experiment with this, have the brother sleep somewhere else and him have the room, the three-year-old, you know, <clears throat> trying to experiment with something. Because this, um, uh, if, if this goes on and on and on, I mean, this becomes a pattern, 
then if this isn't a phase, then the pattern is the difficulty because then this could go on for a long time. And right. it's not really healthy. The kid's not sleeping and he really should sleep. And parents aren't sleeping. They really should sleep. So it's not a healthy pattern that we'd want to go on a long time. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot of stuff to unpack there. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about sleep. Mm. Are, there, are there some natural things, like drinking a glass of milk at night, for example, that can help a little boy calm down or maybe keeping up a little later at night? Are there some strategies that they might use in addition to maybe sleeping with him for a while that might help him calm down and maybe get through the night? Hmm. Yeah, he seems to be able to fall asleep. Um, it's it, staying it, okay, asleep. so if he's yeah. drinking, yeah, yeah, now I know what you're getting at. It's really interesting what you're asking because if he, they could look at certain things. Like they could see, does he drink a lot in the, you know, the hour before bed, a lot mm -hmm. of water or whatever, because then he could be waking up and he has to pee and then he yells out, you know, so maybe they get rid of the biological, um, uh, physiologic mm. reaction. Maybe he doesn't wake up. I mean, it is a possibility. So they could look at that. They could look at, yes, if, if milk helps him fall asleep, they could look at that. But now I'm kind of thinking no liquid, <laughs> you know, just because yeah, yeah, right. my, my brain right. is wondering about that. Um, and, and, you know, we don't have that information, but the, if they're listening, maybe look at cutting out the liquids and all of these things they should experiment with like for a week you know, mm -hmm. for two weeks, see if something changes. Um, and, and yeah, you know, not eating heavy stuff right before, uh, I'm going to assume he's not breastfeeding anymore. If he's breastfeeding, we don't want to get in the way of that routine, but let's say he's not, um, you know, no heavy meal or, or whatever, right before bed. And then they could look at his sleep cycle, like you're suggesting and see if it maybe works to have him go to sleep later. Mm -hmm. They could experiment with that and, you know, experiment with when he goes to sleep, maybe or maybe earlier, because we don't know when they put him to sleep. If they're putting him to sleep at 11, which would really be really late for a three year old, right. um, you know, we'd like to see something more like eight. But um, uh, so, you know, they could experiment if they're putting him to bed at eight and this is happening. Huh. All right. Maybe put him to bed at nine. See if it changes. I don't know that it would, but it's worth a shot. Mm -hmm. And, and it goes without saying, but we're going to say it anyway, just to remind people over and over again, sugar intake. And even though he's three screens, mm. if screens are there. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I think of a three-year-old, like they won't have any screens, but you're right. If this family has him on any sorts of screens, uh, really he shouldn't be on any sorts of screens really anytime, uh, if possible, but certainly no screens that hour or two before bed and yeah, no sugar. Mm -hmm. And what about, um, 
you know, like exercise, tickle fights, pillow fights. Yeah, we want to wear them out. Okay, Uh, well, we'd want to wear them out during the day. Uh, uh, You know, every once in a while, uh, with some kids, it doesn't matter if they have a pillow fight or whatever before bed. You know, it doesn't matter for them. But if this is a child who revs up and then can't rev down, then we'd want to have the exercise earlier in the day. Love to see him get a lot of exercise, you know, so that that would help him sleep. And, and she, or he says he's a light sleeper, you know, and light sleepers go along the anxiety chain. I mean, that, that that's doesn't mean the child has an anxiety disorder, but these are all on the same genes. So if he's a light sleeper, that may be how he is throughout life. And at the same time at three, you know, it's more unusual. So if mm-hmm. they can wear him out, that would be great. If they can uh, put him to sleep in a place where there isn't other noise, you know, that would be great. It would be great to get it to where he's not that light a sleeper at three. Uh, but if he's if he's genetically set up for that and that's how he is the rest of his life, then they'll have to do things. You know, they might need to use earplugs with him mm-hmm. if those are safe. I don't know if they'd be safe for him at three. They may need to um, uh, look at that. Mm-hmm. And set up his environment so that they can try to get him to deepen his sleep. Yeah, and and it is interesting. It, it does sound like he's able to fall asleep fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. I know I one of my grandsons, his issue is he doesn't fall asleep very easily. And they've discovered a thing like the Calm app has really helped him mm-hmm. at night. Little These soothing stories that just sort of his mind gets engaged and then he falls asleep with those things. So uh, the other thing that uh, you that talked about, work. of course... Yeah, you know that might work when he wakes up. I mean, that's an interesting mm, concept point. for this family yeah. to think about. If they're going to experiment with these various things we've laid out, you know, by talking to the pediatrician too, we don't want them to do right. anything because we say so. But if they are going to experiment with things, that's another potential experiment is to when he wakes up, um, to have him listen to something like that. Yeah, and in fact, my my grandson has a stuffed animal, and you press the stomach. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little light glow to it, and it plays soft music, so that if he wakes up in the middle of the night, he can just grab that thing and turn that thing on, and that will soothe him and help him fall asleep again. So it might be mm. an option for them. Um, you, you talked about the possibility here of perhaps some anxiety in his life, and um, it's it's uh, you know like they describe him as being needy. He gets mad. He asks for mommy. Mommy goes to him, and he runs away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, we know only what we've got in the the post. What are you reading into that with this cry for mom? And yet, I don't really want you here once you get here. Okay, that kind of attachment separation is part of the journey. So it wouldn't be if this is happening during the day once or twice. You know, it, it's within the range of normal, and okay. it would be that phase of it where he's working through attachment separation and and um, uh, he's individuating. You know, he he's attached, right? He's, of course, attached to his mom, and he's very, very attached. Love, love her, love her. She loves me, loves me. But then he's individuating. Okay, I'm separating. Okay, I'm going to be, you know, my own person. And that journey, that is every child's journey and every parent's journey to some extent. So he could, that that can be within the range of normal. But if it happens a lot, you know, then it's, and it doesn't, and it's not a phase that passes, um, then it just seems to me it's all part of, of exploring, you know, what's going on with him. And remember that when, if someone presents to us with that, you know, we tend to say, okay, what's going on in the dynamic, you mm-hmm. know, between the mom and the child. And, and 
and that's not and that's sometimes sounds as blaming of the mon it's not it's just trying to figure out um if this isn't a passing phase could there also be something in the dynamic is mom giving this child enough attention right um because mom has another child too right that she gives mm -hmm. attention to is mom like sometimes we see this uh, we've seen this with kids when one of the children is very very ill and all of the attention mm -hmm. you know goes to the child is very very ill and then this other child is not getting attention and this this can happen i mean you know this can be part of for instance that pattern so if there's if there's some we've we've discussed a lot of possibilities it's also possible there's something that's going on there is something going on in the dynamic but if mom and dad look at this and go no you know mom has good attachment with this child and with all her children and it's if we have a normal well-attached family then it's not going to be, I don't think, related to the mom. So when we talk about anxiety for older children and adults, talk therapy is one of the options for people. This is mm -hmm. a three-year-old boy. So I noticed right away you mentioned you might want to see your pediatrician. What would the pediatrician be looking for? Well, I just want them to ask the pediatrician to uh, talk to them about this because he or she is someone on site, you know, and it could be an NP, a nurse practitioner. It, it could mm -hmm. be, it's going to be their healthcare professional that knows this child that has done the wellness checks with this child, you know, et cetera, who, who knows this child or can know this child. Um, and, and the reason I mentioned that medical person rather than someone in the therapy field is that it's, you know, it, that person is the one who's going to see this child. It's, mm -hmm. it's not because of the wellness checks and because of anything physiologic. So I, I don't think we're in the realm now of, of therapy yet. I, it's about, it was just to check these things mm -hmm. to make sure, since we have such small information, you know, to make sure that one of these things won't be bad, you know, won't harm the child or the family. Mm -hmm. And the pediatrician's just an on-site go-to person um, who they can explain everything to and then say, what do you think of trying this? You know, does, does, um, therapy play therapy for example uh is that above a three-year-old at this point or or a second question that if they say yeah our child has some issues with anxiety what are some things that they can do proactively to help him work through that um uh, well i i don't some people i don't but some people do specialize right in pediatric mm -hmm. and play therapy and so so yes, I think that is a possibility. Um, I uh, just wherever these people live to see if someone does that there, if they decide to go that direction, I I don't know if they're there yet. Like I'd okay. love them to have these other conversations first right. and try these other things. But if they get there, absolutely. And then um, wait, what's the second thing? You well, I was asking. So if if they do say say yeah, we we sense some anxiety in our son. What are some things oh, they then, can do? Yeah. Well, then, then what they're going to do is start, uh, what it is, is it puts them on a track. Like they, if they think, okay, maybe he's moving toward anxiety, then they're going to start researching that. They're going to talk to people who, who can meet him, like the NP or the PA or the pediatrician, or, or maybe a plate therapist. They're going to talk to those people and they're going to get strategies from those people. I mean, I'll say some things, but it, it's going to be better for them to get strategies for this child from those people who can who can talk to them. Um, in terms of some of the things that that we would do is we would we would look at the development of resilience, and we'd look at how how to walk the line as parents with this child on on 
um, compelling resilience or building resilience without traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And there's this is there's no single sentence on this. There's no tip because what they have to do is go, okay, okay, some of the time we're not going to respond to, okay. you know, to this behavior. We're going to ignore it um, because that's going to help build resilience. But other times, you know, other moments they're going to go, no, no, we're, we're going to respond because we don't want them to be traumatized. And so that would be the thing to look at, especially if you start trying to look at anxiety this young, the line between resilience and trauma. And as much as one can, you know, keep building resilience. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I'm guessing mom and dad are exhausted Uh, Mm -hmm. five-year-old brother's probably feeling some of this. What are some things that you would recommend to mom and dad to keep their sanity during this time? Mm -hmm. Well, all the good things to protect their coupled relationship, and then Mm -hmm. each of them have alone time with this child, and each of them have alone time with the five-year-old too, um, to protect those relationships. Uh, Those would be the key things. Um, And one thing we we should say is that if this gets to where the parents are unable to sleep, you know, I think they should use that as a signal that they, they might want to intervene Mm. and look at compelling this child to stay asleep. You know, Uh, in other words, this kind of resilience building Um, because if they stop sleeping enough, that's going to have profound effects on the family system. Uh, so I would ask them to watch their own cycle and watch their own exhaustion and stress level, you know, because then the more, if they're constantly exhausted and stressed, they're going to pass on more stress to their kids. Of course, that's just the way it works. So we want to decrease that stress by getting more sleep and their sleep has to be protected too. So we'll kind of wrap up on, on this issue and that's, uh, kids sleeping with mom and dad. And mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of different opinions about that. Some people say, man, don't get them into the habit. There are other people who say, you know, in some societies, families sleep together mm-hmm. for, for many, many years. Uh, I know in our own situation um, with our firstborn, she just had a hard time staying in her room. And so we finally just put a little mattress right next to our bed. And when she wanted to come in, she just plopped down there. And Bob's your uncle. She was fine. Mm-hmm. So um, give us the Gurian wisdom on mm-hmm. kids sleeping with mom and dad and when is it appropriate when is it not appropriate yeah it has been interesting to watch the social trends on this you know mm-hmm. how how and of course these social trends are 
led by experts who who say i know you know the and until they have their own kids of course and then they have their own kids yeah. yeah and and you know everyone is wise they're all basing it on their research i where where i would end up is with what i think is um you know i'm always trying to go for what's more natural and mm. or most natural and i think it's most natural if a child if the child's and the parent the children and the parents you know for their attachment um or for the child's needs because the child's scared or you know needs needs extra love and attention that sleeping together is fine and at a certain point they you know at a certain point the parents will absolutely know you know they'll go okay this has to end but um given that a lot of kids won't need it you know a right. lot of kids are fine with the parents uh, because what the parents are going to do of course like you did like i did like all of us did is they're going to the child's going to sleep with them in the <clears throat> bassinet or whatever you know for a while and then they're going to go okay here's your room now you sleep in your room and they're going to give that a shot and a lot of kids are going to be fine with it but those kids who are not fine with it there's absolutely nothing wrong with them sleeping with their parents um if we could say something would be wrong it would be okay if this goes on and on and on and on and the parents know that this is no longer appropriate mm -hmm. you know like this is just the child is five okay uh and the child is doesn't is not a special needs child you know okay and i think the parents should trust their instincts and follow those instincts um and uh but in those first few years of life uh, like you said, most of our ancestors, everyone slept together. Right. Right. And at some point, parents just get exhausted and say, okay, just yeah, exactly. climb into bed with us. We can't, we can't take it and we'll deal That's with it true. tomorrow. And then the next day comes and you haven't dealt with it. And, and it's just the normal, it's part of the normal cycle of life. Right. And it is as so part of being a parent of this age group. It's part of the joy and the, and the pain of it. Part of the joy of it though, is that quite often the child will lead, the child will at a certain point go, okay. I'm done. I'm right. not going to sleep with you anymore. So that'll happen too. <laughs> I, I remember when we had our first grandchild and um, of course it's different, you know, being a grandparent because you don't have this every single night. But uh, when she would have some of her overnights when she was a toddler and there'd be times when she would wake up at one or two in the morning and she would be up awake for two hours. And, you know, part of me is frustrated. And then I, I just said to myself, this time goes so fast just enjoy. It's two in the morning. Nobody's doing anything. She just wants to sit with you and rock in the chair. Just do it. Now, mm -hmm. it was easy for me because I knew I could take a nap the next day. She wasn't going to be with me. But at some point for parents just to sort of step back and say, this won't last forever. These moments will go quickly. So try to see them as a way just to bond with your kids as well, recognizing you want to move them to wholeness and health. Yeah, absolutely. Bonding is so key. Yeah. Well said, and you, Tim. And well you don't said. you don't get it back. So you um, don't. But then again, it's hard to get that sleep back too. So uh we we get it. Um this was a great question. And I, I want to mm -hmm. remind you again that this was from our Facebook page. We have a Facebook group. It's uh the only way to get in is is to join and then I let you in. So it's a private group. And uh we do get a number of our questions there now. But if you want to use the old-fashioned way of getting questions to us, you can still Fill out the submission form at wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. And that's uh, got all kinds of information for you. It's got information about our sponsors. It's got the form where you can submit questions. And Michael, why don't you just touch a little bit, since we're talking about a son, just talk a bit of, again about your book, Saving Our Sons, and, and some of the things in there that you think parents really need to know about. 
Well, yeah, Saving Our Sons is sort of uh, comprehensive in a way, um, mm-hmm. uh, and it catches up the research, you know, on all that's going on. So, so screen time, like there's a lot in there that I think parents will want to know about screen time and healthy screen time, and I divide it up from birth right to college age, um, the different age groups, what screen time is appropriate, et cetera. And so though that's a, a big thing. Another big thing in it, I think, is just just helping parents understand what boys are facing today so that parents are armed and are ready um, because there's a lot of headwinds that boys are facing. Um, schooling works with, with what's happening in schooling, works with resilience building. The book works with motivation. You know, an under, under motivation of boys is something that's... Um, that a lot of parents are dealing with, especially as they notice these boys undermotivated in sort of middle school, high school, um, and and re- and resilience building, and then looking at the social emotional. Um, I think that's probably the question that's on the mind of everyone, especially of moms, you know, and teachers. How do we do right. good social emotional development for boys? And so, saving our sons works with that quite a bit. And that's available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Should and, be just uh, about anywhere. Yep. Yep. Uh, next week, we've got another really intriguing question that was sent to us uh, via our website, and it's on uh, school and behavior. And the question is, because kids miss so much formal education being in a building with teachers, uh, has it also impacted some of their behavior? So I'm really curious mm. to see what you're thinking about that. In terms of podcast time, I'm going to give you a week to think about it. In terms of recording time, I'm going to give you 40 seconds to think <laughs> about it. And, and we'll get the okay. next one going. So, Michael, thank you very, very much. <laughs> thank you, Tim. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, everyone, for listening. The Wonder of Parenting Podcast will be back with you next time. Thanks so much. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.